this episode of Clone Yourself, we're talking about the outdoors. My friend Rick Says was part of the outdoor industry from the beginning. Now he runs a podcast called the Outdoors Biz Pod. He does this while managing a full-time job and we're going to hear from Rick about how he's starting to work with virtual assistants to streamline his podcast. This episode is brought to you by my new course. In the course, you'll learn the mindset, prep work, and be given an action plan to hire your first or next virtual assistant. You'll get everything from worksheets and templates to one-on-one coaching with me, all for less than $200. If you want to learn more, then head to cloneyourselfu.com slash workshops. Again, the link is cloneyourself, the letter U, dot com slash workshops. Now for my conversation with Rick. Welcome back to another episode of the Clone Yourself Podcast. Today, I have a guest on the podcast, and I'm so excited because I met Rick not too long ago, and Rick and I have been talking quite a bit recently about virtual assistants, the outdoors, business in general, and even the swag industry. Uh, With that, I'm going to go ahead and bring you on, Rick. Why don't you uh, go ahead and give us an introduction, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, your podcast and what you're up to these days. Yeah, cool. So, hey, Rick Says here with the Outdoor Biz Podcast. I've been in the outdoor industry for over 20 years, working with various brands like Jansport, Eagle Creek, and Low Pro, and started my podcast about two and a half years ago, where I interview all my buddies in the outdoor industry, people that have founded major brands, founded the industry, basically. We started out when we were young, and uh, do an episode a week. So, check that out, theoutdoorbizpodcast.com, wherever you get your podcasts. And recently launched my first book. Basically, it's the a compilation of the first 65 episodes of the podcast. You can find that on Amazon, The Trails to the Top. And that's it. Yeah, just podcasting and having fun with all the great stuff we learned in Vegas. Sam, when you were in Vegas at a big mastermind group. So yeah, super fun. Yeah. So Rick mentioned uh, Vegas. We met at Travis Chappell's uh, podcast. Uh, he's a podcaster at his live event. Pretty cool. He's got a podcast called Build Your Network. And he kind of took this uh, online community that he's built over the past years and brought it offline to an event in Vegas. And yeah, Rick, it was awesome meeting you there. And we're going to do some work together this year. And uh, I, you know, I want to go back for a second. W- real quick, two things. One, you mentioned that your book is called trails to the top. Yep. First off, amazing branding, love the position, very clever, Thanks. great name on the book. And second thing, you mentioned that you and your buddies kind of founded the outdoor industry and then you just uh, kind of went on. I'm like, wait a second, <laughs> you guys founded the outdoor industry? Well, Let's uh, unpack that a little. Yeah, I'm not one. I can't consider myself one of the founders, but I got into the industry when it was still very young. And the Outdoor Retailer Show, which some of you guys may know today, is the huge outdoor show that goes on twice a year. It was a tiny little show. I think I went to the first one in Anaheim and then the second one in Reno at the at the um, basement of the Reno Hilton or Marriott, I think I forget. But we were in Reno for many, many years. And it was all you know, very small and very young and very raw back then. Brands were just starting up. Um, I was with Mont Bell at the time, um, living in your neighborhood back then in Santa Cruz. Yeah. We, were, we were bringing Mont Bell to the U.S. Mont is a Japanese brand, very similar to Patagonia, makes great stuff. So I wasn't, you know, one of the founders, but I was in that 
that time, that age when the outdoor industry got started and grew up. And now it's an 880 plus billion dollar industry with huge brands like the North Face and Jansport and Patagonia and just rocking and rolling. So it was still very raw when I got started. But being in the, at the beginning, I, I, you know, have been friends with all these guys for years. You know, the guy that started Eagle Creek, you know, guys that founded, you know, the owner, the founder of Jansport, people like that. So it's very fortunate to have those guys as friends and mentors and uh, it's super fun community. No, I bet that it's, it's so cool because, um, you know, I have an, or the listeners might not know, but I have another podcast called soul seeker, which is about soul life balance rather than work life. And that kind of feeds into this podcast. That's about, you know, working less and living your life. Cause the whole point is like, we, we have this life and who knows, you know, if we're going to be reincarnated to a human, another being or what, whatever it's going to be after this life, but we should be outdoors. We should be getting that vitamin D we should be getting these experiences in all the different elements. And so many of us are getting caught up in just the grind of the work. And that's what this podcast is really about at its core. It's, it's about virtual assistance, right? And how to work with VAs and scale. But the reason why we want to work with VAs oftentimes is so that we can let our businesses run itself so we can have these life experiences. Right. So I love from your perspective, just getting more of the outdoor type stuff out there. And with that, I kind of am curious, what are some of your favorite outdoor activities? Oh man, I feel like I've done it all. I started out, um, my grandfather got me into the outdoors, hiking and camping and fishing as a kid. And then my family growing up, we had a trailer. We would drag that thing around the campgrounds. We went up to, to Yellowstone on big vacation one year. So I've loved all things outdoors and actually went to college to get a degree in outdoor recreation. Both my, degrees, oh, no my awesome. undergrad and graduate degree in outdoor recreation. Um, that's a whole nother story in itself, how, how in itself, how I stumbled into that. But wait, what college was that? I went to my undergrad at Cal Poly Pomona. And oh, nice. I got my master's from BYU. Although nice, I'm not nice. Mormon. I always clarify that yeah. for everybody. Just not that it is anything. <laughs> right. But yeah. So, you know, outdoor recreation, just, it's so much fun and it's, it's so much, like you say, um, rejuvenating and energizing. And uh, I taught it after I graduated Cal Poly, I went to teach at an outdoor camp, sixth grade outdoor school in San Diego mountains, which was awesome. And then in the summers I was a river guide on the Kern river. So that was where I got my first real taste of outdoor adventure. I worked at adventure 16 in San Diego and uh, on weekends, sometimes I'd work on the retail floor, teach backpacking classes. So I've been teaching backpacking and whitewater rafting and rock climbing and backcountry skiing since I was a young lad. And like you say, it's just a great way to get outside, get energized, you know, get centered. And that way you can go back and tackle your work in a more robust way, I think. Yeah, it's definitely a great way to reset. So for now that we're in the, um, no, we're technically in fall, but I feel like it's winter, right? It's winter but- <laughs> over here in Bishop. There is snow on the ground and more on that's the way. Where, <laughs> so that's where I was going with it. So what are some of your uh, favorite winter activities? I assume it's with snow. Well, you know, um, I was a high school and junior high school football player when I was young and banged up my knees pretty good. So I don't ski anymore. I had uh, a couple of knee surgeries, I think three or four knee surgeries by now. So I'm skiing is out of the question, but I still get out and hike a lot and fish a lot. I'm an outdoor photographer and it's surprising. People don't realize how great the fishing is in winter up here. It's just phenomenal. There's a couple of places 
that are accessible. Some up uh, up near Mammoth, the Owens River, you have to you, you know tromp in on snowshoes or even ride a snowmobile snowmobile into. But great fishing in the winter, and then even though there is snow on the ground down here in Bishop, we get 50, 60 degree days where you can go on a nice hike. And there's beautiful climbing. I don't climb anymore either, but there's great rock climbing and you know, just year round activities. It's a great place to be. Dig it, dig it. Cool. Let's transition to the business stuff. Now we have this uh, picture of who you are, what you do, and uh, the type of outdoor activities you like. So you are an author, you're a podcaster, you're also in the swag industry. You do a lot of different things, but I'm curious, how do you manage it all? And I know that you recently started working with VAs. If you could kind of walk us through how you manage your various projects, that would be awesome. Yeah, well, I've been doing it all myself uh, since I lost. When I launched the podcast, I had just recently got laid off. So when I was laid off, I had nothing but time um, sitting around. I had plenty of time to you know teach myself how to do a producer podcast, record, edit, all that stuff. So I had a lot of time then, and then um, went back to work, but wanted to continue the podcast and continue to grow the podcast and eventually grow it into you know, a money-making business, whether it's through my coaching programs or some of the workshops that I'm going to do. Uh, here's a little hint for your listeners. We're going to do a podcaster's workshop in Croatia next year in May. So be it's on amazing. the lookout for that. Yeah, that'll be pretty fun. But for a while there, I was really burning it at both ends. I mean, I get up, I'm an early riser. I get up at 5 a.m. and I sit in front of the computer and do podcast interviews and do social media, all the things related to the podcast and go to work eight hours a day come home at night and do the same thing. And it just became, you know, I wasn't getting much fishing time. I wasn't getting any hiking time and just thinking, you know, recently that something's got to change and had been thinking about a virtual assistant. Um, I've known a few people that have hired them. I know people that manage virtual offices with multiple numbers of, you know, customer service reps and whatnot in the Philippines and various places. My, um, my brother-in-law does a little bit of that. And so, after I met you at the uh, Travis's event, kind of was the catalyst to push me over the edge and say, okay, come on, man, nice. you got to get this done. And listen to your podcast. Those first 10 episodes are super helpful and actually hired my first virtual assistant about a week ago. Nice. Yeah. That, so totally fresh, totally fresh. Totally fresh. Yeah. We're having a little, little uh, regroup tonight, actually. Oh, you are, huh? Yeah. 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 yeah there's nice. things I hired here. The main thing that the, the, the task that takes a lot of my time, which I felt was easy to hand off is social media. I try to post, I produce a podcast every week, drops every Tuesday. And then that week I try to post two or three times a day on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So there's a lot of time to create the post, come up with the pithy little comments to say and all that kind of stuff right. and then get them posted. And I thought, you know, it'd be great to just hand this off to somebody every week. That would save me hours of, mm -hmm. of work and I could focus on something else. So that's basically what I have her working on. Nice. That's good stuff. Very, very excited for you. And once you get to that point with your podcast where all you have to do is show up, record the thing, and then send a raw uh, a raw file and not have to worry about it from there, that's when you're like, all right, this is uh, working out. And something definitely you need to put the time in to work towards. Yeah. But uh, you know, I just remembered that you mentioned that you are outdoor rec major. And I, I meant to comment on that. That was actually my major recreation. I didn't oh, do the uh, outdoor option. I did commercial and community, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, good old yeah. rec majors. Yeah. They had, uh, there was four disciplines. You could do outdoor, you could do commercial, 
you could do therapeutic and then uh, I forget the word. Hospitality. Hospitality, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I chose outdoor all the way. It's funny. I, I was originally going to school to be an architect and the program was impacted. Couldn't get in. I had to take my GED stuff. So I was struggling along, getting horrible grades and got the notice from the dean's office saying, if you don't get your grades up, we're going to kick you out. And so went to a junior college and, you know, took some general courses I needed to get back in the game and stumbled on a wildlife biology course and a um, law enforcement course and you know, environmental biology and wildlife law enforcement. And those two things kind of, you know, appealed to the outdoor guy in me. So I went back and was thumbing through the catalog before I went back to the, the four-year school and saw outdoor recreation and thought, boom, that's it. I'm done. Went there, was the president of the rec society on campus, nice. got made the dean's list the whole rest of the time I was there. And just hooked me. So it's a great major. So the lesson there, well, at least what I interpreted is, well, look what happens when you follow your passions, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I think that really resonates too when we're looking at our business and where we spend our time, which is what this is all about, right? We want to focus on our strengths. We want to focus on the things we actually like doing yeah. versus all these tasks that we don't. So why don't we do like a little live coaching here a little bit, Rick, and yeah, uh, cool. we'll see where you're at. But after listening to those podcast episodes, I mean, you know, I talk a lot about focusing on your strengths and looking uh, to use the time audit worksheet and other worksheets I have where it kind of uncovers where you spend your time. What actions did you really take after listening to those episodes? Well, I went back. I already been, had been thinking about the social media handoff. So I went back and kind of did an audit of all the things that I do just to confirm that that's really the best thing for me to get rid of handing that off as opposed to, you know, maybe I could, I should just record the podcast and turf that off onto somebody, but that really doesn't take me a lot of time editing. Um, so what I discovered after doing that audit was just that social media just takes so much time. And, you know, I'm not, I wasn't born with social media in my pocket, like a lot of you youngsters out there. I, it kind (laughs) of came to me later in life. Um, but I've been pretty active at it. I've been pretty good at it. Um, I've gotten a lot of feedback from a bunch of my friends saying they love my feeds and stuff. So I wanted to make sure that I get maintain control of that and maintain that that authenticity for the outdoors and for the podcast. So kind of got my head around that and then did some of the worksheets that you had just kind of you know went through that list of creating a, a job description. Here's what I want this person to do. Here's how many times a week I want her to do it, blah, 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 blah. And um, created all those things, went and searched on, uh, joined uh, the community free up is where I found my, I'd been doing some stuff with Fiverr. I've used some graphic folks and some other stuff from Fiverr, but um, you spoke very highly of free up. So I went on free up, signed up for an account and looked through all nice. the social media type folks. And I started on the low end of the pay scale. I didn't start in the high or right in the middle. I started on the low end cause I figured I want to walk before I run and we'll see how it goes. And uh, picked a person and had a couple conversations with her back and forth. We emailed, sent her the job description, sent her links to all my socials so she could see what it was all about. And um, away we went. We hit the ground running. Uh, she started December 1st. So this is her fifth day in. Oh, wow. Five days. <laughs> yeah, totally hard track. So in terms of the expectations, are you expecting her to kind of do a summary of your podcast and then just create the verbiage or are you providing verbiage for her to post? Well, that's a, that's exactly where we're at, what we're going to change. I gave her an outline of what I wanted her to do. And it basically, it was 
soup to nuts, create the, the post and post it, right? Create the, find the graphic, create the graphic, create the verbiage. I sent her, she had links to all the stuff I'd been doing. I sent her a couple links to some other people that I liked. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, I want to continue doing what I've been doing. Here's, here's the comments I've been making sometimes. And sometimes I post about the podcast itself. And sometimes I just post little inspirational quotes or motivational right. quotes or questions or something like that, that I want to ask my audience. And um, then I gave her a couple of places where she could go to get images. I have a brand guidelines with fonts and colors, gave her all that and kind of let her run with it. And I, I'm not sure she might be a little greener than I anticipated mm-hmm. because some of the posts that I've seen this week, the timing wasn't right. Um, it, some of the, the images were a little fuzzy, so I'm not sure she understands. Oh, so you're not approving it before she posts it. No, I let her go. Yeah. I figured, Hey, oh, let's okay. jump in, right? Let's, let's get it going. So, so now what yeah. I mean is backing off and I think we were talking yesterday when you were on my show, I, I created a little, little more specific, action list that I wanted to do so that she's now, now I'm going to have her create the posts, but I'm going to have her do all the posts for the following week done by the Thursday before, and then uploaded to my Hootsuite account so that I can go on there and look at them and say, ah, oh, that's nice. not quite right. That's not this, you know? And then I got a little more specific on directing her where to get the images. And the one thing I need to add to that before we talk tonight is the image sizing. I think she needs to make sure I make sure that she understands you know, the size requirements for a Facebook post image and a Twitter, they're all different, right? So, so, so for the listeners and everyone here, it's, there's so much that you're talking about doing. It's know, not like, right. uh, yeah. So yeah. just a few things to back up. Uh, first off, I love your enthusiasm. I love that you're jumping in and getting going, but at the same time, I want to remind everyone that I'm a big believer in tiny tasks leads to big projects, which means we start off with bite-sized chunks, yeah. you know, and um, I think it's amazing what you're doing. That's but probably the if- one piece I didn't follow that you had in one of those episodes. <laughs> I thought, nah, and, and you really, the other feedback I'll give your listeners too is you really have to do a little more homework on your VA and make sure that you see exactly actual examples of what they've done and get right. feedback because- um, the impression I got from everything that I, we talked about and saw was she had done this a bunch before. And that may be true. It may not be. I, I don't know. But what I'm seeing for what she's doing on my side of it is, you know, not up to my standards. And so everybody's got different standards. So Totally. Yeah. I mean, uh, when we're talking about creating images based off your podcast and creating the verbiage and then, you know, kind of choosing when to post versus telling them like, hey, here's the verbiage I want. Here's the image I have. And this is when to post. Totally different ballgame because I just want to go back to um, one of the main principles for us to remember is subjective versus objective tasks. So objective would be things that are black and white versus subjective. There's room for interpretation. So Rick, if you were to have all these images done and have all this verbiage uh, ready to go and then tell your VA the date and time, that's totally different than having her just create the images, come up with something. So you're really going all in on the deep end right uh, right away. So um, yeah, definitely going to hit some bumps in the road um, with that strategy, but glad to hear you guys are regrouping now. That's good stuff right there. Well, and I anticipated that a little bit. That's why I did it in December too, right? Mm-hmm. There's not going to be a lot of activity, not going to be a lot of traffic. So I thought, you know what? Let's just start at December 1. Let's just go all in. I gave her the times, 
you know, twice a day on these, these social channels. And, um, I gave her the, the concepts. I didn't give her the specifics. And then my imagery is pretty simple, actually. I'm surprised mm-hmm. that that didn't, that didn't get cleared, but basically a couple of times I post just to you know, use one of my colors and post the graphics. Like I have a bright kind of a brick red that I use and I have a dark blue that I use. And then I just post the comments on that graphic. There's really no image. And then the other, other, since it's outdoor, you know, I said, I gave her some, you know, direction, but not clear enough on specific outdoor images. So what I'm going to do now, just so you guys know, is I'm going to go in and create a um, social details list. And on Monday, I want this, this image and this, this text at Monday at 8.55 a.m. And on Tuesday, right, get really into the details. And then we can continue to do what I've been continue to carry on in the theme that we've been doing for a couple of weeks, couple of months, see how quickly she gets it. And then I'll start shifting gears and saying, okay, now I want you to turn your creative juices on and, you know, maybe here's what I want you to do, but give me a, what you think you would look better than what I have. And then we'll have two things to choose from and that'll be a little, little different. Give her some creative control over it. Awesome, Rick. That's good stuff. Thanks for uh, bringing this uh, little case study to the pod. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate and it. it. You know, and you know, I kind of thought that it would be a little simpler because I've managed teams of people. You know, when I was at Eagle Creek, I had I, I don't know how many sales reps and customer service people. So I'm used to managing people, but you know, VAs, you got to be a lot more clear and a lot more specific mm-hmm. as to what it is you want to do because you can't just go down the hall and talk to them, right? Yeah, that and you know, I think also when you're starting with the the basic level, you know, it's it's it could be a quality of work type thing as well. But yeah, yeah clear instructions is so 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 crucial. So I love that you brought that up, yeah. Rick. Um, where can people connect with you? So if they want to follow your podcast and kind of check out what the what your VA is working on for you. Yeah, so you, I am Rick Says on most of the socials. Rick Says on LinkedIn, Rick dot Says on Instagram, Rick underscore Says on Twitter, and you can find me at Rick Says on on Facebook. The podcast is the Outdoor Biz Podcast, and there's a podcast um, Outdoor Biz Podcast page on Facebook. Everything else is just under my name. Um, you can find me on the podcast wherever you get your podcast: Pandora, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all over the place. Uh, Rick, ricksays.com is my website. The podcast also has a website, theoutdoorbizpodcast.com. You can find the book, Trails to the Top, on Amazon. Uh, you can reach out to me, rick at ricksays.com is my email. Says is spelled S-A-E-Z, Sam Apple Edward Zebra. Yeah, reach out. Love to hear from you. Awesome, Rick. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I definitely want to do this again with you, maybe uh, spring or summer, maybe even fall 2020 to see where you're at and how much further along you are. And that will be an awesome recap. Yeah, right on. Sounds good, man. Cool. Thanks again, Rick. All right. Take it easy. Hope you enjoyed this conversation with Rick. If you want to learn more about my course that will teach you how to work less and make more, then go to cloneyourselftheletteru.com slash workshops. Once again, cloneyourselfu.com slash workshops. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode of Clone Yourself.